Hello and welcome to the latest episode of A Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by Managing Director and Creative Industry Expert Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing all sorts like what happens behind the scenes in our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We're always up for candidly conversing about creativity. On this episode, we are asking the question, what is your role as a client of a video production company? So without further ado, let's get started. And of course, never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe, as well as finding Howell Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Season hello. two. Season two. Hello, everybody. Yes. Um, where have we been? Where have we been? Uh, oh, gosh. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere and any, anywhere. Um, okay. So the, the roles and responsibilities of a client or just the roles? I think it's roles and responsibilities because when mm. you are providing a service as a creative business, mm. there is obviously a lot of onus on the responsibilities of that creative business providing that service. But what about the people who are getting the service? Yes. Well... I, I, w- I would argue um, if I've got my sort of accountant head on, I would say, well, the role is just to give us all their money and leave us alone and we'll just go away and produce something. Okay. The In my kind of real world, um, not fantasy world head, um, is a partnership. Ultimately, um, you don't, you know, you know it, it's not just a straight transactional uh, relationship we have with our clients. Uh, and anybody in the creative industry ultimately... Um, it's a partnership. I mean, this this goes deep because, of course, um, there's all sorts of factors here. Like, you know, it's a, it's a unique it's a unique industry, the creative industry, that you you look for an opinion from those often least qualified to to give it back to you. So, so you're the expert. You're the one with all the, you know, the the tons of debt from university. You're the one who's you know worked for bugger all for for trying to get a foot in the door in the creative industry, you know, and you're really good, you're really talented, and then you go to someone and say, what do you think of my work? And they'd say, uh, oh, I don't like it. I, I'd like that bigger, please, and I'd like that in green and not in red. And and then you go, okay, well, you know, so, so I mean, maybe that's a whole different topic and you've set me off. Uh, but, sorry, I've, I'm conscious I'm just rabbiting on, but in... From a film, from a film, uh, a video film um, productiony type type side of things, it has to be it has to be a partnership because if they because ultimately if they just go make me a film, you you you're already on a back foot because you you've no idea what what they what they want you know and and I, again I I go back to what I said before you know the role the role of a true creative professional is to tell them what they need. <laughs> as opposed to ask them what they want and then and then generally speaking you meet you meet somewhere somewhere I think, sort of well that's the thing i think it's when there's because we have i mean everyone as customers plays a plays a certain role and there are expectations within that i think that are really important but i think that's the thing it's like you don't if you if someone's painting your house you can tell them what color but then other than that you don't tell them what technique on how to paint it because you kind of rely on them yeah, to bring yeah, that and bring yeah. their own paint brushes and do their own thing yeah that's and, a good analogy <laughs> well yes thank you um but i think that's the thing with um when you are working with a creative company is to kind of allow them to do what it is that they do best and the support that you can give 
only improves the product. So the more support we get from clients, the more clients are eager and involved and upbeat and ready for us and welcome us and and try and make things accessible and more easy for us as a company where they can that does definitely reflect in the content. So if you if you allow the experience to happen, you're positive about the experience, you're optimistic about the experience, it will only look better in production. I think one of those productions where, say for example, everything's working against us, we're not allowed to do anything, we're restricted, we can't achieve what we want to achieve, that means that the video won't achieve what it wants to achieve. And 100%. it has a massive knock-on effect yeah. on what you want to achieve. Yeah, so yeah. by just being accommodating, by working in a partnership, you can guarantee that that video is going to be a lot more successful in the long run. 100%. And also, I think that the um, the other the other issue really is is that that you've got to you've got to be communicating your thoughts and what's gonna happen and what they're gonna see because that's the other the other the other issue is you that you can you can't just go away make a film come back and go there you go there's your film you've you've got to explain to the customer kind of how how the process works um you know the, all that pre-production stuff which isn't very glamorous and and you know and can be really really time consuming but it's really important you know even before you get to the storyboarding phase if there's a storyboard or a shot list or what however you've however you've um structured the the project it's really important that the client knows what it is you're doing mm. uh, and as you say how you how you shoot it you don't get into like oh it's on camera x using lens why and it's it's you know we're doing this that and the other because because really that's what they've hired a professional for but i think the 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 tone the feel um you know what they're going to receive a you know should should blow them away and mm-hmm. and and that's what we strive for um but b shouldn't be shouldn't come as a total surprise you know they shouldn't go oh i wasn't expecting that you know it has to be something that you've worked with them um and you've explained to them and you've gone through the process right the way you know right the way from the from the very start and the ones and clients that that don't want to get involved believe it or not end up being the most vocal when 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 they're not you know when they're not thrilled or whatever i mean that luckily that doesn't happen that often so that's why we try you know we do we always try to to kind of reduce that by by you know having that kind of collaborative hand-holding um approach and and we're also i think that's the thing is like when you are in any kind of when you are providing a creative product, there's we've worked with clients in the past who are really into it and basically consider themselves their own Ron Howard and really want to get involved in that and are really upbeat about it and really want to be part of that production process because it's exciting to them. But to other people, it might not be that exciting. It might be more like, oh, I'm just not interested in that. I'm going to let you get on and do it. So we kind of tend to try and we we tread that line between working with some people who are really into it and really involved and we have to kind of adapt how we work to open that curtain a little bit more but then others we're kind yeah. of left to sort of do uh, our own thing and, that's, and both of them have their benefits but the point is they they have to be engaged at some point yeah. uh, they've they've simply got to be because you like i said before you can't you can't get into that surprise me surprise me surprise me with a film you know you just you simply you simply can't do that and also you've got to often the work we do fits into a much wider um creative creative offering anyway um so that you know the film if the film's going to sit in a website doing a role delivering a message or the film's going to be on a big massive screen in a museum or whatever and it has to sit alongside other parts of the exhibition you know it it's, it has to fit in. It can't. It can't just be kind of like a weird sort of slightly left field um, tool that's not that, that's not 
cohesive and part of a you know the, the, a wider creative agenda and i think i think that's why you know it's all those little little nuanced messages that that you know the the creative professional has to tease out the client mm. you know a brief is a, a brief is a weird thing that it's it's kind of half spoken half written half kind of weird ether above your head thing you know you, you you there's no definitive sort of right this is what i want this is how i want you to do it and this is what i want to pay for it well we know what they want to pay for it generally um but but what i mean is that the the process the the the, the creative professional's role is to just tease that out learn find the you know, find, find the features yeah, really yeah. That, and i think that's that's the thing and what what's your advice really i suppose for businesses like ours that end up in those situations with clients who when they are very excited about what we could offer then end up in that sort of stratospheric idea of thinking it like a feature film but might have a tighter budget and trying to manage those expectations yeah i mean we at the end of the day if you if you if you want a Pixar film, yeah, you've got to pay Pixar Pixar money. I know that sounds a bit a bit kind of brutal, um, you know. But ultimately, most you know most most creative industry businesses, regardless of of where they where they sat in the industry, generally work a pretty straightforward bums on seats kind of philosophy, whereby you know you've got costs. We, we're all here to earn a living, um, and 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 that's how you figure out that's how you figure out what to charge. Um, and also, there's 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 real value. I mean, um, you know, I'm not going to go all kind of Picasso on you, but you know, the 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 point here is that the you're paying for you're paying for thirty years of experience. You're paying for ten years of experience. You're paying twenty years of experience. Yeah. You're paying for the tens of thousands of pounds worth of equipment that somebody somewhere in the creative industry has had to invest in you're paying for the you know the the never-ending uh learning the never-ending sort of knowledge sucking machine that is working in the creative world so so in a sense just just you know it, it getting back to the you know what i said at the very beginning it can't be purely just a transactional thing you know there's something which is why, which is why, you know, it drives people bonkers. You know, working, selling ideas. What kind of madcap idea is that? You know, it's almost, it's almost like you know, at times, the hardest thing in the creative industry is making it tangible. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, oh, I've got the, I've got this great idea. We could do this. What's that worth? You know, and and mm-hmm. and, and and unless you've unless you've got a bigger story to tell and a wider narrative then it, it it's hard for some clients to buy into that i mean there are some there are some other clients that that go yeah we want to do this we want to do this and we've got the money whatever and yeah, that's great yeah. but ultimately everything finds its level but our role in 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 the film you know obviously in, for us in the film industry but i you know i speak from experience you know working in 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 other um creative fields is is it's that it's that thing which is you know and and I do I I've been known to mention this in the past I, people have a sixth sense for quality and often and often they can't quite put their finger on what it is so when you look at a high order film or a high order piece of artwork or a high order piece of graphic design whatever it is there's something about it that makes it look great and makes it really work makes it a really pleasing thing 
to look at and be involved with and that's what that's what you that's what you're investing in because that's the other thing I'm I am on a rant here but that's the other thing that I strongly believe in is that it's an investment you know it's not just a cost it's not just a cost it's it's an investment it's you know if you say to someone tell me something about any business generally they're going to say oh you know, they they refer to an advert. They'll refer to something they've seen on TV. They'll refer to something they've seen in magazines or, or online. And that thing they've seen, more often than not, is the product of, of a creative approach and a creative attitude. So that's why I always say you're investing in this. This is this is a tangible investment. It's not just, oh, it's a, you know, a cost I don't really want to bear. Well, I think they, wow, well, <laughs> that's all, folks. But no, I think I think that's but that's a very a very interesting kind of perspective to have, really, because when particularly when we're operating in a world where do-it-yourself technology, do-it-yourself filmmaking, and you know reels, TikTok, all these different things that offer almost that present on the surface an opportunity that. Anyone, anywhere with a phone, with Instagram, with TikTok can just crack on and make their own content. And that is absolutely true. But the moment that there is the the technical elements that audience, having that psychology of what audiences are watching, how they consume stuff, what they're engaging with, why they're engaging with it goes beyond just being able to hit record. It's things like being a video editor, your sole goal when you are editing a film essentially is to be as invisible as possible. If the client or the audience doesn't pick up on the edit and just is in in a trance and just enjoys what's happening on the screen, you've done your job because you know that what they're seeing fits and it works because they're consuming it. It's going in their minds and they're absolutely captivated by it. It's one it. of those things where it, you only notice if it's done badly. Exactly. and Or if it's done intentionally, creatively, but generally you want to make sure that whatever's happening on the screen, the audience is just watching it for what it is. A bit like watching a magic trick. They're not necessarily sat there trying to see the sleight of hand. They're just there to enjoy the thing disappearing or reappearing. They're enjoying the experience of seeing something happen in front of them. And I think when you are when you have access to these kind of tools like uh, Reels, TikTok, they're very almost quite dangerous in, in, in effect because even though if you know how to use them and you know how to do those magic tricks, if you will, your audience will be captivated. But if you don't have that, it can appear clunky it can kind of it it won't have the effect that you want and we get approached or i get approached particularly in editing training or 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 video marketing workshops is people go i've tried reels i've made loads of them i get four views why is that and almost like the process of them just making the film or making the little video is enough and is that's enough, the box yeah. ticked and it's like well that's not the case and there's actually years of training years of work and and working with different industries building that narrative understanding that is where it really comes together brilliant so here's a question okay um you and you as head of production here at howl film and your team of editors and 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 everything that happens in your in your studio area what happens when a client says, "I'd like to come in and sit with you while you edit my film"? <laughs> oh God! Because I think I can, I think I can give you really valuable and important guidance while you're doing it. What do you think of that? I think, good luck to you. In you come, have fun, sit down. Because they don't like it for they long, don't do they? Like it for long. <laughs> because you, until you've seen what an editing workspace look like, looks like, until you've seen what actual professional video editing looks like. It, it looks scary. The moment you look at it, you go, oh my God, I can't be, uh, that's not, that's not for me because 
that's when the curtain is lifted a little bit and you realize really the amount of work that does actually go into it and the amount of technical knowledge but that was that must that. help that must aid when they do see that then that they suddenly go wow gosh yeah absolutely. Yeah, this is there's a lot into, there's a lot and more to this i think that well what i've, I've had clients in the past wanting to come and see what it is that i'm doing and then they stand over my shoulder they look at it and they go oh you've got it under control and then they walk away, <laughs> they go and, away yeah. and but i think that's that's the thing is like we're used to quite basic tools reels tiktok these things are very very in an editing from an editing perspective incredibly basic yeah. like i'm not we're not doing shooting a one-hour documentary and then i'm sat on my iphone dragging the timeline along to try and trim it a little bit there are a lot of tools there are a lot of there's a lot of jargon there's a lot of technical knowledge and well just general editing skills that go into it that you build up over time that it is a, it is a literal skill so if someone was sat over my shoulder what they'd probably see is i don't know what's going on well, but well, i'll like go, the end bit well you guys watch everything at, at three times the speed anyway which are on your spinning your little magic, yeah, well, your magic spinny it's, wheels i think that's incredible well, that's it. it's, do you do you do you find that you do you watch everything on normal tv <laughs> do you just do you just sit and watch tv at, <laughs> at 32 times faster <laughs> well you do there's odd skills that you gain when you're editing which is things like you can I can see what people are saying by when they're saying it backwards because I'm used to watching stuff backwards and forwards. So you can work out what words look like backwards. There's oh, a lot, okay. of, but there yeah. is. But that goes into my point that there are a lot of skills that come from being a professional in the creative industry. So, so to so to round this up, we're saying clients need to be involved, should be involved, but they should be involved for their own. Uh, responsibly, respectfully. Oh wow, they, they should be involved respectfully. Isn't in the sense that. You want to get involved in a way where you respect yes, what we're no, doing. Yes, I agree. But what we're saying is we encourage the client to be part of the process because it's, yeah. it's their money, it's their investment. However, we don't want them to do our work for us. We don't want them to give non-existent technical expertise mm. back to us. Um, and feedback needs to, be bro needs to be broached in such a way as how how it doesn't deliver on the original brief if that's mm. true then we've got it wrong we haven't done our work right yeah if if it's not true then then it's something else they've moved the goalpost or it's a different issue yeah one other question then okay what do you do when a client says i'd like all my raw footage please ah <laughs> you you say what are you going to do with that as my first question because <laughs> again i can't <laughs> I love it when they say uh, the, my favorite line. Oh, God, it sounds like we're, we're giving out. We're, I don't mean to slag off our clients because they're all absolutely <laughs> wonderful, amazing people, amazing organizations. But what I what I would say is, I, the, can you email me my raw footage? And we say, yes, we can. But there's five thousand gigabytes of it, and yeah. none of it, and it's all uncolored, totally, totally uncompressed. It means nothing. Ma it means nothing. And then again. Well, that's like that's like going to a pizzeria and asking for a beef tomato and a ball of mozzarella rather than actually having a pizza yeah. made. Well, actually, it's, well, just it's like going to a pizzeria and asking for a ton of <laughs> of a ton of um, dough and five hundred tomatoes, doesn't it? Because essentially, yeah. that's kind of what you end up with. That that would be a great analogy. Is that's what we start with, and then what what you end up with is a lovely pizza at the end. Absolutely, and I think well, that's that's that is my thinking, which is that sometimes the reason why we do it for a living, the reason why we do it ourselves is because we can't, it, there's certain things that you just, to the layman, to, if it's not your job, don't try and do it. I'm not like, <laughs> okay. but that, but you know, if, if someone's 
building your house. You're not going to show up with a hard hat and a hammer and be like, right, here I am. I'm ready to build my house with you. You just let them build it yeah. because there's, well, there comes a point where it's just too much. That's another great, that's, an, uh, that's I know we're going on a bit now, but that's another great analogy that actually, yeah, DIY, lots of people get involved with DIY. They do a great job. They install their own things. They build their own things, whatever. But ultimately there's a reason people do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. For a living. Well, that's you know. it. And the same, the same probably applies to us. Because we always say, we always come across people who say, yeah, well, we can do it ourselves. And we always say. You can. Do knock it. yourself out. Knock yourself out. You do it. You, you, we, we, we think everybody should be making films all the time. Yeah. But the moment, the moment it feels daunting, the moment you feel overwhelmed, the moment you think this is too much, that is when you bring in yeah. a professional. And, and it will be, and generally, it, that getting back to my sixth sense thing. You can always tell. You can always tell when stuff's homemade. You can always yeah. tell it's too long. It's got weird stuff going on. It's always really, really dreary. So, yeah, yeah um, if it's really important, hire someone that knows well, what Well, my, my final question, it's not a silly one, because okay, I thought no we'd, silly kick, question. we'd kick okay. off the season as a fairly serious okay, one Okay, go on then, yeah. Which is, what are your expectations as a customer of something? My expectations of a customer of something. As a customer, not of a customer. What? So, so you're the customer. Okay. What's your expectations? Well, it depends, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, no, here we go. <laughs> there you go. Kicking off T- the season. It depends. T-shirts are available. <laughs> um, I, I think my expectations are probably quite cliched, really. I, I expect, I'd love to think that people care. That's all it is, really. I just, I just want people to care. I want people yeah. to try their best, care, and what you're getting in return whether it's a product or a service meets or exceeds your expectations and it yeah. doesn't matter if it's a food item on the on the fly and you go oh god that was rank yeah um or you go wow that was lush god it's that is right from that right the way up to the buying experience of some big expensive thing i don't know like a car mm. or like a uh, you know like some big it purchase um, yeah, I just, but I, my main thing is people, they've got to care. People have just got to, got to, yeah. got to give a See, toss. That's, that's the thing, like, because my, for me, it would be um, a positive attitude or positive energy. Just give positive off a positive energy. energy. Yeah. Just, uh, I think there's, there's something, it sucks the energy away when you're just trying to buy something or you're trying to just do something and the air is just sucked away by someone's negative energy. Just try and fake it till you make it. Put on a smile. It goes a very, very, very long way. Love it. We're smiling right now. We are smiling <laughs> as we speak. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks for that. Well, that's literally, that's the first episode of season two. There's plenty more coming your way. We've got a lot more that we're going to be talking about. We've got, we've got loads, loads of guests coming on, haven't we? Yeah, loads of really exciting stuff coming soon. We in- hope you enjoyed season one and that season two is going to be even bigger and even better. So that's it from us this week. And if you are interested in obviously leaving us a review or letting us know what you think, you can do via Apple Podcasts or via www.howlfilm.co.uk. And you can find us also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we'll be back next Tuesday. See you then. Bye. Bye.